0: Welcome to Series 3 of Diary She Wrote. I'm Liz Beardsell, a diarist and creator of this podcast. I have religiously handwritten a diary every day of my life since I was 12. And on the 18th of May, 2021, I wrote my 10,000th diary entry. In Series 3, I share more stories straight from my diaries, looking at modern dating, the love of friendship, the safety of women. I talk about my university experience, the benefits of therapy, and you'll hear an update on Dexter Turner, If you are new to Diary She Wrote, the podcast is made up of three series in total, each with eight episodes with overlapping storylines and characters running throughout. So I'd really encourage you to start listening from series one, episode one, Dexter Turner, where the story begins. Otherwise, it's like picking up a book and starting in the middle. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to follow me online, I'm mainly on Instagram at Diary She Wrote. All names and some factual details have been changed to protect people's identity. This episode contains language listeners may find offensive. Episode 22 Man, we kicked ass! I didn't experience your standard university life. From 2000 to 2003, I went to a tiny little art college in Epsom called the Surrey Institute of Art and Design to study fashion promotion and illustration. There were probably only about 1,500 students on campus. No halls of residence, only student houses. The cafeteria doubled up as the student union bar and the opening of a new Yates's and Weatherspoon's was as exciting as it got. There were two locations you could loosely call a club and then there was the Odeon Cinema. I found the first year very up and down. I am dramatically hating life one day and then loving it the next. For the most part, I was jealous of my school friends living out the stereotypical student life in city centres like Leeds, Sheffield and Liverpool. I didn't appreciate the new friendships I was building, as I was comparing six-month friendships to ones that I had cultivated over six years. And in my first year of uni, I was obsessed with wanting to be friends with the group I deemed to be the popular and cool crowd. At school, everyone knew me, and I found it so difficult to suddenly be in a space where no one cared who I was. I don't have any student stories of endless drinking or constant partying, but what I will share are my coming-of-age experiences over my three years at uni. Moving away from home for the first time, making new friends, learning how to self-motivate, recognising my potential and finding a career-focused job in the industry I had aspired to work in since religiously watching the clothes show on TV every Sunday night as a teenager. Wednesday the 13th of October, 1999. A 17-year-old Serena Williams had just won her first of 23 Grand Slam singles titles. The minimum wage in the UK was £3.60 per hour. And everyone is panicking about the infamous millennium bug as rumours spread that the world will somehow suddenly stop at 12am on January 1st in the year 2000. I am 18, in my final year of school, studying for my A-levels, and preparing for a life at uni, with a long-term goal to one day work in fashion. Mum took me to visit the Surrey Institute of Art and Design in Epsom. It's extremely quiet, like Wilmslow, but the course is excellent and it has the best industry connections. If only it wasn't so difficult to get in. 500 apply and only 80 are accepted. But I don't know if I want a tiny town like Epsom as my student life. It's not at all what I've imagined university will be like. Monday the 20th of December, two months later. Oh my God, I got an interview for the Surrey Institute. I didn't think they would want me. I'm so chuffed and very, very nervous. The year 2000, Friday the 14th of January, one month later. Mum left me in Epsom to walk to the Institute by myself. The lady interviewing everyone spoke to me and three others. She looked at our portfolios and then invited me in for my interview, She asked me such simple questions and I gave such crap answers, not selling myself at all. Being honest, I really don't think I've got a place. Maybe I'm just not right for the course. Saturday the 29th of January, two weeks later. I got home to find two letters from UCAS waiting for me. I opened them desperately in hope and I saw Epsom, fashion promotion and illustration, three C's. But I didn't want to get too excited in case I had read it wrong. But it's true. They've offered me a conditional place at CCC, so from now on it's work, work, work. But honestly, I don't think I'm capable of getting three C's. Thursday, the 17th of August, seven months later. I collected my A level results and I was intending on opening them with mum, but having them in my hand, I had to open them then and there. I saw a U through the envelope and I thought, shit, I failed business studies. But it turns out the U was for general studies. I got an E for business studies and unexpectedly an A for art and a B for psychology. It's what I fantasised about, but I never actually thought that I'd get those two grades. And I'm so proud to say that I got an A and a B. Who'd have thought it, me the thick one, to get an A and a B at A level? I've got into my first choice of uni. I'm on my way to Epsom. Mum is so happy, and I'm sure dad is. God, I wish he was here. He'd be so proud. Sunday, the 3rd of September, two weeks later. Everyone's talking about uni and how excited they are, but I'm quite nervous. Not so much about making new friends, more about the course. I think it seems too difficult for me. I hope they take everything really slowly. I started reading some books they had recommended, but most of them are for really intelligent people and use language that I don't understand. Sunday, the 17th of September. Uni is going to be an experience. What will I eat? The whole house sharing thing will be bloody scary. Checking when you can have a shower. Walking around in your PJs. Making house rules. What if we all don't get on? Tuesday the 19th of September. I've been going through stuff in my bedroom deciding if it's coming with me to Epsom. And I've realised I don't have enough clothes because I no longer have to wear a school uniform every day. I have two, possibly three pairs of casual trousers and one smart pair. This is just ridiculous. I need comfy trousers and nice going out gear, as well as everything else. Thank God I have, well, I thought it was 10 days, but in fact it's eight days left. That's all. So many books to read. Oh my God, I'm not ready. I'm not ready at all. Wednesday, the 20th of September. Mum took me to buy my stationery. It was so expensive, but it was exciting to be able to use my student discount for the first time. I spoke to Ashley. She seems to be having a wicked time. She spent £300 in a week. That's ridiculous. I'm going to be broke for the next three years. How will I survive? I started a course about how to use the internet as I thought I'd need practice before uni. One week to go. Wednesday the 27th of September. Another day getting things done before uni, including finally buying a mobile phone. Beth came round to say bye before she left for Australia and to drop off a mixtape that she'd made for me. She was crying which brought tears to my eyes too. I don't feel ready, prepared, or old enough for uni. Thursday the 28th of September, aged 18. I've now moved into my house in Epsom. I've met Ellie, 21, downstairs bedroom. After I'd said bye to mum, I was nervous about staying with just her, but I sat on her bed and we started chatting. I asked to see her art. Her illustrations of humans, brackets fashion models, are brilliant. We hung out for about two hours. She's Scottish, but without the accent seems to go on fine. However, I don't think she's quite as innocent as me. She has a lot more experience in many areas. Friday the 29th of September, the next day. It's about 6pm and I'm sitting in my room after tea and Ellie is downstairs. I'm feeling upset at the moment and a bit lonely and I'm scared to cry in case Ellie knocks on my door. I said I'd go out for a drink with her but I'd be happy enough just to stay in my room all night. It's sad I suppose. I can't wait till 7pm when it's free on my mobile contract to call my friends. Saturday the 30th of September. Me and Ellie were excited today because of new arrivals. First there was Kimberly, who is a lot older and seemed a little bit overpowering. I'm not sure if she likes me. Then Trevor arrived. He went straight to his room without saying hi, so we went and introduced ourselves. And Dawn, she makes me laugh. She's so sweet and funny without realising it. I think I could be really good friends with Dawn and Ellie, who is genuinely funny too. Monday, the 2nd of October. Wow, first day. Enrolment took bloody ages. Ridiculous. And then we picked a table to sit at, and that was our group for the day. Mine had Dawn and Ellie, plus a few other girls, who all seemed nice. But I didn't want it to be like, oh, these are our friendship groups for good. And it seemed a bit like that. Tuesday, the 3rd of October, my second day at uni. I've had a really shit day. The whole course is pissing me off. Everyone on it seems to have got into a group of friends and they are sticking to that group forever. No one seems friendly. I've had to speak to everyone. No one has come over to speak to me. It's really getting me down. I've never actually thought, wow, I'm having a wicked time. This is why uni is so great, because so far it's crap. No one in the house is going out tonight, so we're never going to meet people. I don't know who to talk to because I don't want to worry mum and I don't want my school friends to think I'm having a shit time. But I am. Maybe I'm being too quick to judge. I'm just hoping by this time in a couple of weeks I'll have made loads more friends. Thursday the 5th of October, two days later. We had a uni trip to Brighton today and we've made at least three new friends. There is Sally and Harriet who are both studying fashion design. I got on really well with them despite both being 21. An Amber, who is very chatty, she lives by herself, close to Epsom, also on my course. Saturday the seventh of October. I'm starting to feel like a student as I lazed about for most of the day. Then me and Ellie went to an internet cafe where I set up an email address so I could write an email. I sent it to Beth. I hope it works. I also sorted out my phone so it now sends text messages. Monday the twenty third of October. I didn't enjoy uni much today. We were put in groups of six and I'm with people I already know, but I really want to keep meeting new people. I just look around the class and I want to speak to so many others and I'm so jealous of one group of girls. I wish I had sat on their table on the first day. I nearly did as well. They just seem like they have bonded so quickly and already look like such good friends and I don't have any yet. It's so crap, so not what I expected of uni. I spoke to Erica and Ashley and they are having such a great time at their unis. It made me cry because I haven't had one good moment worth remembering or telling friends about. It's so small here, and like we have a choice of 80 people to speak to. I've hardly met anyone from the other courses, and I'm not sure if I will because everyone did their mixing in the first few weeks and we didn't go out. Monday the 13th of November, two days later. I turned 19 today, brilliant day. I was drying my hair in my knickers, and Dawn and Ellie came into the room with my breakfast on a tray. I think only Dawn saw me in my knickers. They, brackets, Dawn, Ellie, Sally, Harriet and Amber, bought me a picture frame and chocolates. Then, at lunch, they blindfolded me and I got a bunch of flowers and 19 balloons. So sweet of them. I wrote to Beth, brackets, email, to thank her for the presents she'd posted from Australia. I love them all. I miss her. We started preparing for my party and dressed up in fancy dress. I looked awful. Not nasty awful. Funny awful. It was a real laugh at our house. We'd invited people, but no one came. It was just us lot, but it was still good. I drank so much, I'm so proud of myself. The day seemed to last forever and I really enjoyed all of it. One of my best birthdays. Thank you, God. I hope this is how the rest of my 19th year will be. Fun, fun, lass, last, happiness. Wednesday, the 15th of November, two days later. At the pub, I saw these girls from our course and I know it sounds really sad, but I wish I was friends with them. Because they seem like my school friends and they all seem to enjoy Epsom life. And they were sat with lads. We haven't met any lads, which I miss and hate. So it makes me jealous to see them and I keep trying to get in with them. How sad is that? But they really aren't interested in me. I don't know why I get so jealous. Partly because I'm not in the cool group. Friday the 24th of November. This girl called Mel. She really pissed me off today. I can't believe I let her upset me but I want her to like me and she was just acting like she hated me and then she said, sorry, I don't know your name and I just felt so rubbish. I'm not used to being, I know it sounds shallow, but I'm not used to not being popular. I find it really frustrating because I'm always conscious of the popular girls and I make an effort for them to like me. I know it's pathetic and I wish it didn't bother me. Friday the 15th of December. It's the end of term and I'm heading home for Christmas. I was so looking forward to coming home and I got so excited when I saw signs for Stockport and I drove straight to Weatherspoon's to meet everyone from school. They all love uni and say, yeah, you can't beat uni life. And I think, yeah, you can. I wrote an email to Beth and poured my heart out. 2001, five months later. It's almost the end of my first year at uni. For the most part of the year, I was still envious of the cool, popular group and the fun they appeared to be having, But I started a new job at the Odeon Cinema, where I met more people, including Dan, who became my long-term boyfriend. And I started to bond with my uni friends. And by the end of the first year, I finally realised that the friendships I had were way more important than being thought of as cool or popular. Sunday, the 27th of May. Last day at the cinema before summer holidays, I was on kiosk serving popcorn with Dan, which was good, because I got to know him better. He's a really nice guy quite sexy. Beth arrives tomorrow. I can't wait. It's been eight months since I've seen her. Monday the 28th of May. I gave Beth a big hug and after ten minutes it was like she'd never been away. She's still exactly the same. We started drinking really early in the day for Trevor's belated birthday party. I had to stop and drink water for ages to sober up. Beth got on really well with my friends and said, oh I hope I get nice friends like yours when I go to uni. And I sat back and I thought, Shit, I am lucky. They are all lovely and it doesn't matter that we are not in the cool group and that we don't know that many people. I've made some amazing new friends this year. Thursday the 8th of November, 2001, five months later, I've returned from my second year at uni where I moved into a new student house with my friends Dawn, Ellie, Sally and Harriet. So today we've been telling everyone that we're having a house party on Tuesday for my 20th birthday But when we told Sebastian next door, he said the Odeon were doing a staff preview for Harry Potter on Tuesday night. And so many people from uni work at the cinema and take their friends to the previews. It would mean the party would be crap, so we've had to change it to Monday night. But I'm so worried no one will come. Friday the 9th of November. I went to a first year house party tonight. I felt a bit awkward. But gradually, I met a few lads. Some were well sexy. I invited them to our party. It'd be well cool if they came. We'll see. Monday, the 12th of November. Spent the whole day tidying the house preparing for the party. I was getting worried throughout the day, and at some points I thought loads of people would come, and other times I thought, shit, it's gonna be awful. And then we, well, our lot, were all here with the DJ, and she was playing for about an hour before anyone else arrived, and I was thinking, this is so embarrassing. And I was regretting the whole thing. But man, we kicked ass! The house was packed by 10.15, you couldn't move. The local club had to close for the night as everyone was at our party. I didn't give a shit that I didn't know half the people here. I was just like, this party is wicked. And I got to speak to so many lads. I already knew who they were, but now they know me and know my name. It was such an amazing night. I loved it. Everyone was complimenting our house. The music was excellent. Everything was. People didn't leave till 2am, and now, at 4am, people are still here. Plus, the house isn't too bad. The kitchen is in a bit of a state, but I don't care. At least we had a brilliant night, and so did everyone else. Tuesday, the 13th of November. I'm 20 today. I'm kind of old now. Today hasn't felt like my birthday. I think I should have called yesterday my birthday, because that's what I'll remember. The past few days have been so much fun. I got 30 birthday cards. That's quite a lot. And the odd present. And a cheque for £25 from mum. And then, this evening, I went out for an Indian meal with a house in Amber. They have all been so lovely and helped make the past few days excellent and very memorable. I now appreciate and understand why they are my friends and I am so lucky to have such nice ones. I love them all. 12.47am. I just remembered I'm 20 and I'm still a virgin. There can't be many 20-year-old virgins left. I just need someone to be there for me, to hold me and to kiss me at night. In three months' time, halfway through my second year of uni, I get together with Dan so I finally have someone to kiss me at night. And during my second year, I was paired with my friend Amber on a 12-week project and I got my first A. So I began to see my potential and I realised that if I continued to work really hard, I might actually graduate with a first. Friday the 4th of October, 2002, the start of my third year at uni. Dad would be 54 today. Do you know I hadn't even thought about it being his birthday till now? I feel quite guilty. But it's good that I haven't spent the day feeling upset. I drove down to Southend to pick up Dawn. It was really good to see her. She's still as funky as ever. She's been telling me about her summer in Ibiza and it just sounds like hell to me. All the clubs, the drinking and the drugs. I'm just not into that scene at all. Thursday the 19th of November. I had my first tutorial for my final major project. I've come up with this idea for Topshop. It's an interactive shopping and styling service with a reward card and my tutor was excited. He's helped me focus on tailoring a more direct proposal. I spent the next five months developing my idea for Topshop, researching the psychology of shopping, reading papers and analyzing data on what makes a good retail experience, observing the running of Topshop Oxford Circus and working with a programme designer to bring the shopping service to life. Saturday the 19th of April. My Topshop project has been nominated for the Student Media Award, so today I let myself have a fantasy hour about winning the award, getting a fantastic job, Topshop buying my idea for a ridiculous amount of money, and me being on the rich list for selling my great creations. All silly stuff I daydream about. Monday the second of June, six weeks later. Graduate Fashion Week started today. Such a long day, but I got to meet Jane Shepherdson, brand director of Topshop, a really huge person in fashion. She was really impressed with my work, she took my business card, and I think she said we would have to meet up and discuss my idea. And then later, a lady from the Topshop marketing team asked me to show her my shopping service. I was so flattered, although she wasn't as encouraging as everyone else I've met. However, I've noticed they have all asked what I would be interested in doing in the future. So I explained my desire to work in events and I listed off all my key skills. Monday, the 16th of June. We handed in our last module this morning, and then I decided to follow up on my conversation with Jane Shepherdson, so I sent her an email. Wednesday, the 18th of June, 2 days later. I got an email back from the Topshop marketing team. They have invited me into head office in August to present my idea in more detail. Tuesday, the 1st of July. The final module marks had gone up at uni. I got 73% which is what I needed. It means my average mark is 69.625% which should be rounded up to a first. I'm not telling mum until I know for sure on the 18th of July. Friday the 18th of July. Our final results have been posted home. I asked mum to open them and thank goodness I got a first. I was so happy and relieved I started crying I told all my school friends. They were really pleased for me, especially Beth. Sunday, the 3rd of August, three days before I present my project to Topshop. I've been up and down all day, worrying about this Topshop presentation. It's Topshop. Nothing seems good enough for them. I just hope tomorrow I get it tip-top sorted, the best it can be. Wednesday, the 6th of August. Well, I finally did my presentation on the hottest day of the year. I think, I kind of hoped they might be interested in turning my idea into a reality, but they said the size of it would be too much for them to take on. They still thought it was excellent and commented on how professional it was and they seemed to like me, but I guess that's it. At least I got to meet them again, but I feel a bit disappointed. They asked me to keep in touch and to contact them when I'm back from travelling. Friday the 27th of August, 2004, age 22, one year later. I've been back from travelling for four months and have been working as a receptionist in the Lake District where my mum lives, regularly scanning the media job supplement in Monday's Guardian newspaper and applying for any entry-level jobs in fashion and events. A friend of mine worked at Topshop's head office and she had told me about a placement at Topman. So I had written to their HR team, telling them about my meeting with Topshop and how they had asked me to keep in touch. Topman rang today, They said they were impressed with my CV and wanted to talk to me about an opportunity they have coming up. Friday, the 10th of September, two weeks later. Confusing, interesting and exciting day. I rang Topman back expecting to arrange a time for my interview. But to my total surprise and bemusement, they offered me an eight week placement where I would be paid a salary of £16,000. And after those eight weeks, I would be interviewed for the position of retail brand assistant. I was so taken aback by what they were offering me. It didn't make any sense. They haven't even met me. Why do they want to pay me that much money? It's quite weird to think I could have made it into the fashion industry. This could be the opportunity to lead to so many more things. Friday, the 18th of March, 2005, age 23, six months later. My eight-week placement on Topman's brand team got extended to six months. And in that time, I asked if I could sit with the Topman marketing team one day a week. And weirdly, they agreed. After six months, I interviewed for a permanent job with Topman. I didn't get the job. But luckily, I had made the right impression in the marketing department. I spent most of the day in bed, dozing, in and out of sleep. I just felt really unmotivated and a bit depressed at the thought of job hunting again. And then finally, I kicked myself into shape and changed my CV before checking my emails and one of them was from Topshop. It said that Faye from Topman's marketing team had recommended me for the position of Topshop events assistant. I was in shock, but I gave them a call, and it's a short-term three-month contract, potentially longer, and I'll be starting on £18,000. I asked if I would need an interview, and she said no because I had come on recommendation. I couldn't believe it. I sat back on my bed and kept repeating what had just been offered to me. All that hard work at uni was worth it, because it looks like I have a job. In fashion, in events, and at Topshop. This was my dream. The three-month contract turned into a full-time job, and I stayed with Topshop for four years. For anyone who remembers Topshop in the mid to late 2000s, it was the most exciting fashion-forward place to shop on the high street. And every time anyone asked what I did for work, I would burst with excitement and proudly announce that I worked for Topshop in their events team. I loved that job. I got to work on the best events, including putting a roller skating rink into Topshop Oxford Circus, bringing the 1970s Helmut Newton photo machine back to life on the shop floor. I worked on consumer fashion shows with Elle and Vogue magazine, where we cast a young Alexa Chung as one of our runway models. I got to attend the Topshop unique London Fashion Week shows, and took great pride in directing the fashion crowd to their allocated seats. Dazed and confused even put the Topshop marketing team on their cool list. That was a massive compliment to someone who wasn't in the cool crowd at uni. And there was the time my marketing director let me meet Kate Moss. Kate had ordered in a McDonald's for lunch, and she wanted a glass for her Coke, so I was set the task of locating one before her Big Mac went cold. There were no glasses in the office, so I took the small bunch of flowers from the PR desk in the bin, washed out the vase in the toilet sink, dried it with loo roll and presented it to Kate proudly saying, here is a glass for your coke. It was a pretty special first job for a fresh-faced fashion graduate and I'm incredibly grateful I realised my potential at uni, worked really hard to graduate with a first, which in turn helped me land my dream job with Topshop during its fashion heyday. Today's podcast recommendation is 2020, where culture critics Simran Hans and Tara Joshi launched a pop culture podcast based on the year 2020. Both hosts grew up in the noughties, and in this podcast, they look back to the year 2000 at the biggest pop culture moments from their childhood and UK history, and compare how far we've come in 20 years. Each week, they break down and analyse a new topic, from Big Brother to Craig David to Zadie Smith's White Teeth. And it's always entertaining, surprising and poignant. 2020 is the perfect podcast for anyone who loves a big hit of nostalgia. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please do contact me on Instagram at DiarySheWrote. If you'd like to help out an independent podcast, please do subscribe, rate and write a two minute review. And if you know anyone who would also enjoy the stories, please do tell them all about it. A friend recommendation is so helpful when it comes to supporting the podcast. For further details on characters and locations, please see the show notes. Diary She Wrote was produced in partnership with Birdline Media, with original music by Ethan Illingworth. And I can't believe I missed this off series one and two, but the artwork was designed by the amazing Robbie Porter.